0: Like the strangest coincidence I've ever had. The first year that we were married, so around seven years ago, my hu- wife and I hosted this guy on couch surfing. Do you, are you familiar with the website Couchsurfing? Totally. Yeah, it's yeah. where people... Like, it's kind of like Airbnb, but no payment. For couches. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I knew you'd be familiar because you were a band guy. And so band guys. Are... <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit broke. Yeah. <laughs> broke so we hosted this guy and he, uh, you know what? He's from your neck of the woods. He's from the Pacific Northwest, which I think you're from originally, okay. right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he, he stayed with with us for a couple of days and ended up moving to our city and like was involved in a couple of things that I was involved in. And then eventually he opened a bar near my city. It's called, it's called five bar. And his name is Levi yeah that's my brother <laughs> so the strangest co- the strangest coincidence of me knowing somebody is happening right now because i didn't know this leif that's so weird. i did not know this until two days ago i reached out to you like really? three weeks ago <laughs> oh yeah 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 again forgive me Art. so
1: like but wow yeah that's my favorite human independent that's, that's my of your
0: brother i discovered your show <laughs> I found out about okay. your show and started listening and reached out to wow. you and honestly, when I first started listening because I knew I knew a little bit about your brother's past and yeah. I when I started listening, I was like, I mean, I know Levi has a brother named Leif who plays <laughs> guitar and but I, but then like but then I saw you and I was like, I mean he kind of looks like Levi, but like I remember looking up Leif's Instagram when Levi first moved to Madison and it was like, okay. I was like, yeah. Lee, this guy does not look like that guy
1: <laughs> that blonde haired skinny jean
0: guy and I was like there's no way that's him and and then sure enough I I texted Levi the other day and I was like don't tell him but is this your brother and he's like sure enough yeah yeah <laughs> isn't that nuts man yeah it's so nuts hi friends by the way you've been, you've been listening to me and Leif Anderson you might know Leif from uh, a few different projects. You know, he's a, he's a guitarist. He's He's been playing live music for, it seems like over 20 years. Uh, you might know him from Vendetta Red or any numerous band that he's been in. But right now he's here on High Friends because he has a great podcast called Let's Get High and Read the Bible. And me as a pastor's kid, from the moment I saw the title of the show on a TikTok video, I said, yep, this is a show that I'm gonna like. And sure enough, I certainly do. And you just heard about how Leif and I have this crazy, connection and i know his brother and have known him for like a decade and it's all good so uh leif real quick how are you what's up what's going on and uh what are you smoking on
1: i'm smoking on it's called uh magic medicine marijuana that's the strain yeah uh no it's uh, actually to be honest i don't know because they gave me uh quite (laughs) a bit of it (laughs) 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 they're our sponsor of the podcast nice i love them and to be for a guy who smokes all the time you know for me it's kind of the only stuff that gets me really high
0: now yeah I'm, I'm the same yeah. way you know uh you know we're recording this after our conversation i i do yeah. <laughs> we do need to tell the listeners that you know th- this is a new the show's new overall this is only our sixth or seventh episode life but um I, i'm trying different formats and trying different things out to see what works and today i just decided to like jump right into a conversation and to have this kind of be like a stoner conversation you know we all love getting stoned and talking with friends and love where the conversation goes and it kind of jumps. We did a pretty good yes, job sir. of focusing on Leif's show, but we go kind of all over the place. And I did <laughs> just want to warn warn you guys about that. You know, we we have had a great time. I love that you said that yes. you, you've got this podcast, Let's Get High and Read the Bible. And I didn't know that you were sponsored by this marijuana company. Isn't isn't being <laughs> sponsored by, by marijuana companies, whether they have product or ancillary products, isn't that the, just the? Best thing in the world, you know. Build the life you want.
1: You know, that's what I'm I'm going to tell anyone out there. That's right. Getting free marijuana when you smoke as much as I do.
0: That's right. Is it the DIY lifestyle? You know. So I said all that to say, as we were talking, we've talked about like my experience, like being high for most of 2021. Just like you said, your tolerance is insane. Mine as well, man. I I'm Mm -hmm. I'm working with a dispensary right now on trying to get them to do a podcast, and my payment would just be product. And it's like because a dream a come true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. we all know this Hey Leif real quick yeah. before we forget and really get into the rest of the show where can people find your show or where can they find your social media all that kind of stuff
1: yeah so we're at Christian homeschooler on Instagram <laughs> Is that what uh, it is yeah, is it? yeah no, it's not. I, um, I'm pulling
0: up my Instagram right now
1: yeah yeah we uh, to be honest I'm not the best with social so I'm trying to learn you know because I'm kind of more like what you call analog you know what right, saying? right like uh, well your Instagram so, uh, is
0: let's get high and read the Bible Thank you okay. I thought
1: the name was Christian Homeschooler. On TikTok, it's Let's Get High and the letter N, read the Bible, because it was too long. Right. Uh, and on Twitter, we Jesus 665 665. Well, not all bad, you know. Right.
0: Well, I think the last episode, <laughs> is the last episode that you have up right now, is that the Ben LeBay episode, where you're talking to yeah. Ben about kind of growing mm-hmm.
1: up church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, grown up fundamentalist playing at Cornerstone, Ooh. Like you would know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a drummer in a bunch of the bands I've been in, and he's an amazing human. And like, man. Many of us grew up with a very staunch faith, he believed very hard, and it's weird as we all age bumping into the reality right. of... And it's it's, an, ep- <laughs> it's an episode
0: that kind of diverts away from your normal uh, format, which would be that mm-hmm. you, you're kind of going through the Bible slowly with uh, your co-host Jeff Redding, who people mm-hmm. may know from many different bands, if you're familiar with uh, PNW yeah. bands and just West Coast bands and just bands all over, but you're kind of going through and kind of poking fun, but also kind of looking at the serious side of it. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I think it's just trying to be honest. You know, as honest as we possibly can, right or wrong, it seems like that's what might be the biggest equation missing from the church in America. Like, why should we not collect all the newest, best data, throw it against this book and see what comes up, you know? And he's such a good
0: objective, uh, walled about he's, he's a wall to bounce that shit of. What I would call him is a, a critical force or a, or like a, a brick wall of criticism. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. If yeah. I make him laugh, I know I earned it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a yeah. great show. And, and honestly, man, I, I, I know that I just said we already recorded our show and our conversation, but I'm really excited for, for my listeners to hear it. I've just so enjoyed getting to talk with you, but uh, let's- Yeah, uh, well, you have to come on ours now, right? I will absolutely. Anytime
1: you want to do that, we can yeah. do yeah, yeah. I got a Reading's a little bit busy right now. I have to line up, yeah. something up. But yeah. yeah but but before
0: should. uh b- before we get too far into ending our conversation, let's transition from this intro and let our listeners today in on how great of a conversation was. Let's get into it.
1: Well, you know, Proverbs says, uh, let your praise come from the lips of other men. And you just made me feel way cooler. <laughs> like, where were you when I was 13? I needed this kind of <laughs> boistering. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was, so I was this weird homeschool family I grew up in, out in the woods. And uh, I heard Nirvana once when I was 14, and it just flipped me out. And ever since that moment, I've just spent like 17 hours a day playing guitar. And it was really, you know, the... Man yeah a lot like i mean i'm you know like levi uh my brother will let you know and like uh (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I honestly I'm saying man because my story is very similar. I'm a guitar player. I am oh, yeah. I'm not a rock player by any means, but the reason I bought my first guitar which is sitting right here is because Are there guitar
1: nerds cuz we, we can go too deep probably. I, you, I don't want to. Nah, yeah. You. I, we won't get too deep. I but don't the whole know reason the I Stilners. bought my first guitar <laughs> was Kurt
0: Cobain. I wanted to play oh, yeah. Nirvana songs. And Dude. so and then and then I was the same way. I bought my I bought this first guitar and then I had an acoustic guitar that my mom stole from a Goodwill Dropbox, which it, it's like a
1: Hell yeah a 1968 Thanks,
0: fender acoustic and she's like no i'm taking this cool uh, this is great and so that's great. i would lock myself in my room for hours and play guitar mm-hmm. so you saying that it's mm-hmm. just like okay we're kindred on so many levels so many le- i mean dude
1: apparently yeah i um there was a a christian camp that was instrumental in my life uh out in washington and like it's where i accepted the lord it's where i because i was homeschooled the only time i ever saw three kids, socialized. kids yeah cuz you know there was more than 12 kids in the youth group you know i was always kind of bigger and i lost this three legged race and I, I you know i was really interested in god and purpose and meaning of life and happiness because i lost that race i was it's so dumb but my life was so small i was like oh i'm a failure you know and i'm pissed off and i'm it's it's such a dumb story i know but i walk into the cabin and my counselor had a strap pack one of those shitty like amp guitar, and he played that riff from Smells Like Teen Spirit.
0: Yeah, that's the one and that got I me, like, man. Dude,
1: I, cause I wasn't even allowed to listen to secular music growing up, right? So I've never even, like, someone left a 311 record at my house when I was like 13, yeah. and that was the first time. I used to listen to the Weird Al version of this song after this event because that's the closest
0: I could get to that. Right. Riff, right. Or know? the did you ever listen to Apologetics, the Christian Weird Al band? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god except they were serious to be honest I played a show with them no cause I, well I had, at least tell me it was a festival where you shared a stage it was okay. yes
1: it was a shitty festival but I grabbed that Kelser's arm and I was like I don't know what you did but that's the only thing I care about yeah man. and like
0: man I relate to really that s- so much
1: <laughs> it really set me free man cause you know then by the time I'm 18 I faked my way into my first band yeah um I couldn't play. I could play the Jesus chords, G G D and C with the <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that. I not know what that
0: means throwing an E minor and you're <laughs> right? good, man. You're golden. <laughs> right? To be honest, you are. Like you can play that's any dash too. That's every too. pop song, too. It is. Know?
1: It's every song. After that Event which smells like Teen Spirit. I tell my dad, and he's really cheap, <laughs> so he doesn't want to buy me a guitar. He pulls this guitar out of the closet, which I had no idea was there, which is weird because I've been through every inch of his closet. He plays a song for me and he's like, If you can learn to play this song, uh, whenever you can play that song, I'll buy you a guitar. So I go upstairs. Was it a Christian song? No, actually, I this it's a crazier, it's this weird, just little hammer on on the B and E string, like just a little, like, lick, basically. Sure, and uh. It was, it was on a seven-inch, it's called Little Black Egg, and I couldn't figure it out forever, and it's attached to this whole other story that I could go off on, but anyway, I digress. So I go upstairs, I stay up all night and learn it, you know? So I just remember, I was just like, sitting there like, oh, remember Like, just by
0: did, ear, right? What it did.
1: Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, growing up homeschooled the way I did, like, uh, I had to learn everything by ear, because I, you know, we, any education, we, like, I've never done a math problem, I've never taken a test to stay test. Right.
0: Well, Leif, I could talk to you about music and how you got into it and all of your stories from your 20 years in the biz all day. But the reason I have you on High Friends today is because you have a show called Let's Get High and Read the Bible. And about three years ago, I had an idea for a show. Well, let, let me just tell you about it. I came up with a show idea called What in the Holy Hell, where uh, where... <coughs> <laughs> That's a good name. Where I was going to take... So here's the description that I wrote. I said, whether you grew up in church every Sunday or have casual knowledge of the Christian faith, you're undoubtedly aware that the religious context or that the religious text known as the Bible has some not so righteous moments. Join Ooh. hosts Adam and Blank as they take a humorous and sometimes <laughs> enlightening look at the parts of the Bible that might make you blush or leave you saying, what in the holy hell? And so the <laughs> this idea came up because Fantastic. I was reading about how when I think the Philistines, Stole the Ark of the Covenant, the the God smote them with what's called emeralds in the Bible. It's hemorrhoids, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a scourge of hemorrhoids <laughs> so bad that it killed them. And then and then in order to to <laughs> s- to stop it, they had to return the Ark, two golden mice and two two hemorrhoids that were dipped in gold. That was the payment to stop the plague of hemorrhoids. Like, and I was like, what? Why is that in the Bible? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you could move away from our fundamentalist upbringing and whatnot, that's kind of fucking rad. It, that's hilarious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, like that's that's like a Quentin Tarantino level
0: plot twist. Right. You know what I right. saying? That's
1: like a really that's so and, all you that know, to maybe- say that like.
0: It- it is so like the the more that I real like when I realized that you were Levi's brother, like I already was like, Wow, me and this life guy, we both are like huge proponents of what cannabis can be and do for you. We're yeah. these evangelical former worship leaders and blah like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then and then I was just like, and like I he's doing basically the show I wanted to do where he's <laughs> Yeah, like you how know, it's weird. weird too, it's really, you know, this show,
1: Redding, the reason he's my co-host mm-hmm. is uh, because when I joined all these bands, so it, it was it was kind of weird because after I faked my way into that first band, it was weird. Every two years, I got like a cooler, bigger band. Right. It just kept going up. And when you have like conversations with educated people, like so all of a sudden... I'm hanging out with Duff from Guns N' Roses because everyone that plays in his band uh, are, are in my band, in the rock band I'm in. Sure. Reading and all these guys, Rouse, Mike Squires. there's right. My fifth, some of my favorite humans, and we'd be in these green rooms, and I'd be like saving myself for marriage, you know. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're the sweet. So, so we like. <laughs> are you? Do you know who Dango Empire is? Uh, Dango's great. I love so that guy. So Dango yeah. went yeah, to the the Christian football. school that my grandfather started. So I've known Dango my okay. entire life. Were you the is Dango on tour? In... Uh, no. Because Dango always was always saw... preaching.
1: Yeah, he's very preachy. Uh, yeah. More power to it, because, like, what
0: a... If that's what you believe, it's probably what you should do. Great skin... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: he's always been such a cool guy to me, and he can play. Yeah, he's so a great I, guy. I, I, yeah, but but yeah, for as far as, like, living it, it was more to me, it was more like acting it out. So, for instance, I wouldn't drink on tour, and I didn't do drugs. I didn't smoke weed. I thought I made you a loser. Uh, I In those green rooms, there'd be all these beautiful, you know, the type of people that hang around people from Guns N' Roses. Right. Or want to, right. you know? I mean, he's he's gone. He's he uh, He would never be there, but we would be there, and it's like... Uh, And you're just sitting there gritting your teeth going, the temptations. Yep. Do not partake in the spoils of Babylon, my friend. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So throughout life, especially after my first marriage, because I did save my virginity for my wedding night. And, you know, I don't know. Apparently you're supposed to probably... Should see if that works between two people before you commit <laughs> like right. it was a, did you you uh, did you ever know that Joshua Harris book? Yeah, yeah, I kiss dating about yeah. So that's how Levi and I were raised, and oh. it was enforced. So you're never allowed to even be alone with a girl. Oh. yeah, in fact, uh, I don't think Levi and I did, but our other siblings saved their first kiss for the altar. <laughs> so the first time they even... <laughs> yeah, we kind of like were these extreme... We walked the yeah, walk you, are, type, you know, so, Henry like, Rollins type,
0: you know, <laughs> like, it's weird. <laughs> the The big difference between us is that like, I, yeah, I grew up a pastor's kid, went to a Christian school and like all of that pedigree from, from all of that. But yeah. my pastor yeah. dad, my entire life was like, Hey man, if you ever want to try LSD and I think you should, I'll buy it for you and I'll be your sitter. So like I had what? a, yeah, I had a really well, cool pastor dad who was a liberal that's and fucking like
1: crazy. Really weird, like I and I I went straight from like straight from the woods to like playing in front of six thousand people. Yeah,
0: I mean you like looking into the history of the band, like (laughs) especially Vendetta Red, like looking into that history, and then just kind of like knowing between looking into your personal history and kind of knowing Levi's family history, it was like wow. This whole week I've been like wow, it really seems like Leif kind of went from being this probably shy, awkward homeschool kid to like needing to have this stage persona that is cocky and like, (laughs) like how the hell did you, how the hell do you go from being Opie on, on on the Andy Griffith show to, to, you know, the, the guitar is an extension of your penis. You know, how do you become that guy in an instant? Like, that's insane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm so i blushing so much uh
1: <laughs> well you lose a lot of fights okay so that's the first thing you gotta get your ass kicked
0: aren't you so glad to so be surprised t- <laughs> to be talking to somebody who who at least sort of gets it today well you no know, man you know it's i mean with you there's a little
1: too weird right this yeah. is like yeah. like again you and i have slept under many a stars uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know about reincarnation, but I'm thinking about it right now. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I, I had this idea to like because I I read the Bible every morning for about an hour. Really, you still do? Just always have. I actually listened to the entire New Testament two times in the
0: last week. I read. Uh, so I, I was I, watching. I, uh, I was watching the show, and and first of all, I I wanted to make sure to mention Killer Carmen shirt. By the way, the, oh thank you. The Carmen thank shirt you.
1: is just that's for my wife. Oh my thank gosh. thank you, man. No one even right. Thank you. That was for you. Did you see fucking ripped Carmen? By the way, oh did yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Was- Dude, that was great. T R T Carmen. Yeah, like-
0: uh, when he did like the Riot uh, album and movie, he was he was totally stacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fucking- like the member of the power team? Yeah, oh, the power. Teams? So my my grandfather's church growing up was big enough to host the power team. And so the grandson, we hosted Carmen. I got to meet Carmen. We hosted Ray Bolts. I got to meet Ray Bolts. We hosted Ray the power Boltz? team. Everybody. Oh, you name shit. them. We hosted, who's the Christian weird owl? Mark Lowry. Mark Lowry is the guy Mark I'm thinking of. Mark I met Lowry. him. So like, You're like, talking
1: about royalty here, son. You should be like, the next sentence should be, do you want to touch me?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: dude, Fame is weird. Yeah. Man. Like, and like you said, like, yeah, maybe I do save it all for the stage and stuff. And for me, music was not just like a co- conduit. It was just like, I don't, I don't even really think about anything else, but guitar and riffs and like, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I somehow got in this really cool schedule. I got to make records every two years with these amazing producers. This guy, Martin Fevier, he's my favorite. He did a bunch of, bunch of rad stuff, early Queens of the stone age. Um, Duff stuff The new Aaron Jones stuff Um, Terry Date He did all the white zombie fucking white pony did all the deftones records man actually that guy i lost my faith in the studio coinciding with him and he's a pastor's kid too wow he did every he did every pantera record really yeah and i have to sit there with my fucking idol and i'm sucking a guitar losing my faith smoking like three packs of fucking cigarettes a day (laughs) like just like seriously just practicing like 20 hours a day plus we were playing shows and uh, you know, it was just a rough time in life. Take him outside one time, and, and I was like, dude, I'm kind of freaked out by you, man. I read your name everywhere all the time. And, like, this is, and it, you know, and then to find out he was a pastor's kid and walked away from it and this guy's stuff, it was like too much for my brain to handle. Right. <laughs> and so, with the fame game, it's like, you know, if you were as attract- if you or me were as hot and talented, as Justin Bieber. Right. Like, we, we'd probably be assholes. Like, you'd probably... <laughs> Justin Bieber might be I a better, not. more saintly human being. Yeah. Dude.
0: I and listening. he's got a
1: hog. And he leaked that <laughs> shit. And he's got a dick. He's like rich, beautiful, and sounds like an angel. Sometimes I'm like, what is this beautiful woman singing? And I'm like, fuck, I, I like Justin Bieber.
0: I think Bieber... I really think that he's a sweetheart at, at heart. Yeah. I really do... I think he's a better human being than probably most in this situation. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're say, okay, you're yeah, you not saying he saying? is an asshole. You're saying nah. you're saying that the average Joe, if he if they had what he had, they they'd be like, all right, well now I get to be a, the asshole I've always been.
1: Yeah, and fucking, you know, maybe Instagram's making it worse. Everything's fake. You know, yeah. most m- most of this shit is seen through the lens of TMZ or drama or this or that, and you don't know what's going on. Right. You know, behind that. And right. so like, yeah, but also meeting your idols back on this is also a real rough thing. Have you ever so you met all those fucking Christian artists? Right. Like, but I was a I was a, kid, any of them I was a like young a kid. No, no, no. Oh, nope. So you were I was, like y- I was young dra- enough
0: that they that their publicists knew I don't know if those level of bands in Christian music had publicists, but somebody on their team had nailed into them, Hey, this twelve year old, you need to make this his fucking highlight of his life. So it's <laughs> no, yeah. famous people. Yeah. Taylor Swift does the same thing. Right. I do want to get us back to, because we we went down this, we we did, we went down this. (laughs) Here's the thing, man, is like, this is kind of what I wanted this show to be, is like, I love what stone, I love what being high conversations are, you know, like, I love the rabbit so holes. When did, you, my, when did you first get high then? June twenty twenty. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So I have, you know, I That's told you so beautiful. I told you about my dad. He he's a pastor, yeah, yeah. but you know, it was like LSD is cool. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't Which ever is... a drug user when I was alive. Like while I've been alive,
1: did you ever? You didn't do LSD with your no, pregnancy? no. He,
0: you know, you he just he was like call LSD him now. <laughs> uh, well, so I actually I have a bag of mushrooms sitting right <laughs> next to right me. so, <laughs> uh, so but yes. he, he just was somebody who said that you know so LSD was was awakening for me like not just eye opening yeah. like it awoke me and yeah. it- it was life-changing yeah. and all this stuff. And he goes, and I think it's beneficial for a lot of people. My dad and I are both depressive, anxiety-ridden people. And, and he's just like... man, brother. Yeah. And he's just like, that is something that helped me. And and if you ever wanted to try that, there's a healthy way to do it. And I would help you do that. I've just never been interested, you know, with a mom who's an alcoholic, who's an addict. It's just scary. Well, not It's scary. I, I know. I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I mean... You're smart though. Set and setting, obviously.
0: Right. So no, I I never did anything all throughout, and then I got diabetes. Um, I well, I realized I had diabetes for some time, but I realized in December of 2019. Dude, um,
1: this is fucking.
0: Ouch. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So I in, in December of 2019, I was about 300 pounds. I'm six foot six, so even at 300. Are you serious? So even at 300 pounds, it's not like. I, it's not what most people picture a three hundred pound person, but I was big. You're six foot six? Yeah, yeah. And then at my heaviest I was three fifty. So but when I got diagnosed as about three hundred pounds, I had already lost the feeling in my feet from neuropathy, from diabetic oh, neuropathy. So, so. And so I lost a hundred pounds in six months. I, I got down to one. Fucking yeah! By June, by exactly June sixteenth, two thousand twenty, from December sixteenth, twenty nineteen. When I stepped on the scale that morning, I was one ninety eight. So I I lost like hundred and two pounds in six months exactly. But I, you know, I was drinking a twelve pack of PBR Tallboys every single day. I was drinking like because you're not a quitter, right? And so like when I when I got when I got my diagnosis, I just made the decision to like, oh, like you have to actually care about yourself to, you know. Live a successful life, and so I dropped like twenty-five totally. pounds in the first month. It, it it went off quick, you know, when you're not consuming seventeen thousand calories in beer every week. Dude, I joined this country band. It's like it's it was so fun in a lot
1: of ways. Like one, I love the artist. His name's Aaron Crawford. They're like. Uh, Christians that are, that have like integrated decent lives that like aren't crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, like they weren't part of a weird fundamentalist group trying right. to like change someone's mind. And so that was weird. Cause I'm like, wait, you guys are like good, People. awesome, amazing <laughs> And at this point, you know, I've like used my memorization of the scripture to rip people's face at their assholes on tours and stuff because I was kind of bitter. And then along with this good time, great people, you know, ATVs, country music shit, right? There's drinking,
0: right? Just drinking. Oh yeah. So it's like I was gonna say, if you're in a country band, you're fucking drinking, man. You're putting in work.
1: Well, one time I was also in this uh, Squires, my buddy. He's amazing he has a, p- a podcast called couch riffs
0: yeah i saw you on that
1: yeah yeah he plays for yeah and then reading and him they were all, they were both loaded we joined this uh live karaoke band called Rocka a roki It was the weirdest gig i've ever had because they paid so much money and all of us were like making more money off this silly thing where
0: but that's what you know that's what sells man silly sells especially <laughs> in a time of like people needing well, shit. was
1: corporate stuff right you know? corporate so played, yeah yeah yeah. Like, hbo facebook so any you know amazon microsoft and because there's you learn a thousand songs we have this big tv the screen with the words right. on it you know you come up who doesn't want to see that so on your monday tuesday wednesday you're doing those gigs and then you're flying out with your band to make no money
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the but, one for them one for me concept in film but for music then between that and the country band it's five
1: to seven shows a week Right before we came down here, I actually, for two years, I clocked three years, I clocked 300 shows each year. Yeah, a lot of flying, a couple, five, six flights, eight flights a month, and um, a lot of drinking. What are you gonna do on a plane, you know? (laughs) I eat like 500 milligrams of weed and try to figure out if I can find God. But like the alcohol, you just, you build up this tolerance to it that just like, it'll wreck your life. And for me, I'm so excited for you because you started this weird thing with psychedelics and the reason i'm such a proponent of it is because, well and I, I have to be really hard because one i'm very evangelical about shit that works
0: for me i, I, like, I say all the time that happy. from the first time that i <laughs> tried cannabis i i have said this is my new gospel i i wrote a piece Dude. In, recently that said cannabis I, I it may it still makes me uncomfortable to say it but Cannabis became yeah. my new gospel that I have to evangelize well, everywhere.
1: Yeah, and some people, it's bad. I've, I've, I've you know, we could go off on that forever. You know, I didn't smoke weed till I was 30 because I
0: thought it made you a loser. And, Dude, you know, we're I'm so talking much about, the same. <laughs> yeah, like I, I had, I didn't, you know, I didn't think it did make people <laughs> losers, but I was afraid it would make me a
1: loser. No, see, all my, not all my, but, you know, I, I, I've been really fortunate in this way, like, because I was sober and I showed up on time. And because, You know, I didn't know, like, people played guitar to, like, get chicks or something. I, like, just really couldn't stop listening to like some yeah.
0: YouTube records and like Guns N' Roses. You know, I was like, oh, man.
1: just obsessed with
0: it. So I was like... So I started playing guitar at 11 or 12 and would oh, would bring it young. everywhere I went and would be playing guitar. And like these older teenagers, young 20s people would be like making jokes about how like I was trying to pick up. And I, I couldn't understand. I was like, what does this have to do yeah. with girls? What does I just have to do with I love <laughs> music and I can bring this anywhere I want and make the music that I want to create. Like that's incredible to me. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that being part of music creation, whether it's singing or playing an instrument, it makes me feel at home. It makes me feel normal when at other times I don't. And the thing is, is that cannabis makes me feel the same exact thing.
1: No wonder you're evangelical about it, though. Right.
0: That's That's the That's a fucking... Right? Yeah, because like, I, I, my wife. There would be times that like I could not walk. Like there are some mornings that I cannot walk until I've got cannabis in my system. And early on, uh, it would make my wife weep because it, like I, uh, I would go. For, it was, it was, you know, when the Bible talks about Jesus making the lame walk and, and mm-hmm. leap, it was akin to that. It like people uh, do not understand uh, how, where I was and conti- Like I, yeah. for the last week, have had an issue where if if I step wrong on my foot, I will go to the ground if I'm not careful. Ooh. But if I'm medicated, it's not as bad. It's still bad, but it's not like, so it's just like, I'm going, how is this not like, listen, fine. If you believe in Jesus, great. But like, how is this not a miracle from him? It, like, what do
1: you... <laughs> yeah. Have you read the Immortality king Brian something. But uh, he has a very strong theory from finding all these different artwork throughout the world in massive portions of the world and then uh, wine vessels that are filled with er ergot which is essentially an LSD type of mushroom that grows or it's a fungus I believe and so John the Baptist might have been out in the wilderness because he was a Jew that had kind of converted or possibly been teaching this ancient greek wine ritual where these priestesses use this wine to let you die before you die so you're no longer afraid to live oh so uh, they were
0: doing ayahuasca <laughs> ceremonies
1: Fucking you know when you grow up it seems like similar situations like my mom was always depressed and kind of used church to act like it wasn't there. So I was oh, always performing man. I, uh, oh, wow, that right? really hit, yeah, man. Ugh. So I was walking around playing songs, doing this. Trying, You know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to cheer my mom up. Then <laughs> I, I started to get high on mushrooms. You know, I'm 35. I've gone through a lot of ups and downs in life. You know, like, been at the top, been at the motherfucking bottom for sure. And this is maybe one of those closer to the bottom <laughs> times of my life. And my buddy's there and I'm like, are you okay? And then I go, are you okay? And then I go, are you okay? And like, i like, I don't, mushrooms have this beautiful thing where the high of them goes up and down. Right. So like you get really, really high and then it comes down. So whatever you kind of go through up in that higher area when you come down, you, you can kind of take it apart. And so I start coming down and I'm like, Oh my God! Uh, growing up, my mom was always depressed, and so I was always trying to make her happy. Now I do that to all my
0: friends, too. dude. That's like, exactly what I'm doing with cannabis. It, you're describing perfectly what I do with can- because I create my own peaks and valleys. So something I've said a lot. All of I was I was drinking. I was an alcoholic because I was trying to hide and mask and numb all of this shit that I didn't want to feel, but more importantly, didn't want to deal with. When I started oh, using cannabis, it looks at those same things and says, let's get into this shit so we can get the <laughs> fuck out of it. And like, exact- <laughs> yeah. And so, like, i listen, I do have this bag of mushrooms. So I know that it can help my mental health, but I'm afraid that my mental health is not in a good enough spot for it to be helpful. Dude, that-
1: you are a beautiful light. I, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's only going to be good. I don't know what you're t- like. I love the objectivity and stuff, but like you're sitting here shining in front of me, and I know it's not just the light. I think you're gonna be fine.
0: Like when I have something to do like this, I can turn it on. I can go, "Hey, depression, get the fuck out of here." I've got to be entertaining and engaging,
1: <laughs> right? But now, now imagine, yeah, dude, you're. I'm really excited to see how much farther down this path you go, because like, f- for me, kind of. Recognizing what you're talking about and having such a sense of visceral connection to it, like I feel like maybe a lot of our struggles were the same because faith is—it just underpins everything, you know. And it's yeah, when it, yeah when that started- that's
0: where I'm stuck, man. It's like cannabis is pointing out all these things, and now I'm yeah. I'm stuck in this place of like, but what do I do? (laughs) Okay, so I know about him, but what do I do with this? I think that everybody who struggles with mental health eventually gets to a point in their life where they figured out what's wrong, but they're just at a point where like, how do I fix it? Okay, enough about my shitty mental health though. Tell me about Let's Get High and Read the Bible. Again, it, when I first saw that name, that, what a great name, because it really grabs you. And I think every, not maybe not every, but I think a, there's a large swath of stoners who have church experience, whether it's just being dragged to youth group by their friends so that they could get high with them afterwards we or whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's so cool. I've never heard of that. Everybody can relate to Let's Get High and Read the Bible. And uh, so tell me, how did it happen? What what What's the story behind it? Really?
1: Uh, started in green rooms. I got to play in all these bands, and uh, not only that, I got to work for all these bands. The bands I worked for were usually a little bit obviously bigger than the bands I were in, and I was so awkward. You know, I was like, I was so homeschooled in From the Woods, and I was so, like, I I was 18
0: when I found out what a condom was.
1: No. (laughs) Yeah, you you were were
0: the weird kid to the Christian school kid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: and I had some of those friends that would try to help me that take me to Star Wars movies, because, well, you know, and even back then, because of the upbringing, it was explained to me that the Bible was the word of God, and it was explained to me that like everything you need to know for life is in there, and I fully believe that. So I started taking my, my church had this thing called a Wana.
0: Oh, I'm familiar. I never went, but I'm
1: familiar. <laughs> well, I was I so I was the first Timothy Award winner in Washington, where I memorized oh. four full books. Yeah, I, used oh, that, to I was going <laughs> to
0: ask you. I was going to ask you. Like, so uh, in eighth grade, I had to memorize all of James. What, so what? What are you know? We're talking about how you got into into um, let's get high and read the Bible, but yeah, like so. I describe myself as a hopeful agnostic. I don't know if there's a God, uh, but I hope there is uh, because you know it resonates with my past. I recently had a meeting with a it. pastor out here, and I said to oh, him right man. away, "I said, hey, listen, man, I'm a pastor's kid, a former worship leader. I don't even know if God's real anymore, and if he if it if he is, I'm pretty pissed off at him." <laughs> So, but I told them in a meeting recently, (laughs) I said, I go back. So what I'm trying to ask you is what are your, even as a maybe post faith person, what are the verses that you like to go back to still just out of like (sighs) either habit or love? For me, I still go back to Hebrews. I said to this pastor, I said, you know, the opening of Hebrews chapter 11 says, now faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Mm. Um, That's the NIV Mm. version. And I said to the pastor, as we were wrapping up our like, hey, how can I like be a pastor to you? I said, listen, guy, if faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see, uh, I don't even know yeah. what I hope for. So how can I be certain yeah. of it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, and, but how cool is it that that verse fit in so many different contexts? Of yeah. Life, which is so weird. what are you, what's um, your
0: verse? What? Do, where do you find yourself um, going?
1: I think it's James. What is it? James. Oh, yeah, uh, James, uh, man i think well and like it's hard for me because i've had this idea for about 10 years to do the let's get high but i've just been i'm playing so many bands and i I just that and i have kids and and to be honest it's a little blasphemous and i was still dealing with some of my fundamentalist roots i didn't want to be rude as i had to prepare to you know i was like well i want to know this and this and this about the bible before i start speaking about it on the Right. i'd already read the bible 10 times cover to cover i've memorized a couple books of it that's how i taught myself to read by memorizing the bible when i was 14 and like so i'm really familiar with it but the more you learn about textual criticism and the historicity around what formed because the bible isn't one book it's 66 different books that are written over a long period of over a thousand right. years and right. we don't know how long these stories have been in oral circulation before written right because uh, you know even to to read Genesis now. Right. As right. And it's you, I I didn't know there was two different Genesis. One has one God and creates the world in a certain order. Genesis two has another God and creates it in a totally different order. Like I've never, you mean you can't just take the,
0: the Bible at face value. (laughs) <laughs> you can't take it at face value. Right? You have to do some, your own independent. Uh... What's always been baffling to me is exactly what you said, that it was an oral tradition. The, the Jewish faith, the Jewish culture for years before things were written down, things were orally passed down from generation to generation. So imagine, you know, the game telephone where you whisper a phrase into somebody's ear is a game because people mistranslate. So imagine that, but like what you can to be the most important information on Earth ever, mm-hmm. then just passed down orally through people, and and everybody throws in their own spin until somebody finally writes it down. And when you look at the knowledge, you're getting me started, Leif. Uh, I love it. You look at the knowledge that you look at the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, right? Is that what it's mm-hmm. called, Pentateuch? Mm-hmm. Torah. It's written. In allegorical fashion, in in ancient Jewish Hebrew, in in the style of allegory. So it is meant Mm -hmm. to not be taken literally. It is just to prove a point, to to say a statement. A
1: motherfucking man. And when you (laughs) find out that the way it was translated is by the individual letters being written by a human being without any punctuation right and then they copy that so imagine like just just even take the book of genesis and write out every single word in it without a punctuation and then copy that 10 times and tell me what happens just just show me because like that's what started the downfall of my fundamentalist belief if you read the gospels they have slightly different events. Uh, right. And one of them Je- you know, Peter like denies Jesus one time, one of them he denies him like three times. And one of them Jesus is born in a manger and one of them he's born in a house and one of them he goes to Egypt and one of them he goes to Bethlehem. And one of them there's a census that actually never took place and it's only found here in this book and the other one there's a bunch of babies that g- get killed, you know. And it's like when pastors when you ask them these questions and their answer is stop asking questions essentially
0: or <laughs> like or their answers like like <laughs> Conspiracy theories where it's like, okay, but look at that. Look at those gymnastics you just had to do to, to... Explain that. When, even as, some, when I was like a total on fire Bible believing guy, yeah, they yeah, could yeah. have answered and said, yeah, you know what? That's a really tough problem to look at. And I don't have a great answer as a, as a human being who interacts with faith. That's right. problematic for me. And I would personally choose to believe this instead or whatever they, but anything, anything more than like try to justify it. Like, listen, anybody who says the Bible is the inerrant word of God has oh. never fucking read the Bible. Like... <laughs> Reach. <laughs> I just, i've Amen. never i've never had i've never Amen. even even as a 10 year old christian school kid it was like how do you not think that people who were writing down their memories didn't put their own fucking spin on them like that i don't well, yeah, and just, it, it's the, 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 the council of nices some yeah. guys got together however many hundreds of years ago and said these books because before these well, books there was a ton it, of other books but these ones
1: i i found out something interesting about, and sees here's the cool part about what's happening right now i'm sorry i'm so excited i feel like this might be the byproduct of some ancient shit happening here in my opinion if any of this shit is real <laughs> at all and i definitely know jesus was real because uh, i tried to disprove him for so long it's really fucking hard yeah uh, you all the writings we have are not by eyewitnesses unfortunately there's no you know most of jesus buddies these disciples were fishermen they didn't they didn't know how to read or write. And I know the other ones come from those ones. You mean they you should, weren't scholars
0: yeah. following around this, this <laughs> carpenter in the desert?
1: Not from all the other data that we have about these kind of groups. Yeah, no. And Christians have been the gatekeepers. These, like you, the people you grew up with, the pastors, the, the, I think they're all well intended and I think the members that make up the congregations are usually beautiful human beings. But for fuck, if you look back on the history of the church, it is only evil. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think they took good people's lifeblood and money, but like I I have some Catholic friends I love, but you know, that's, that's rough right there. They're upholding an insane industry. I I love some of the Christians I know, but their churches won't let they literally like had which i just found out i think i had to edit out of our podcast but a pastor went to my friend and was like so what do we do with this homeless problem and then my buddy came up with a bunch of let's feed them let's do this and he's like no i just want them away from the church
0: oh you hit because so i saw that on your show you're you saying you yeah, had to edit that out recently uh, oh like i you thought take i did no oh,
1: no you didn't because
0: i was like that's definitely in there yeah you know i get stoned when i'm editing too so oops <laughs> But so so to get us a little I I hate to be the ring ring Yeah ma- no master please bring it back yeah But yeah. to get us back you were saying that the the Let's Get High and Read the Bible kind of started because you're in these bands and you're in these green rooms talking to these other people that are in the industry, whether they're band about members you. or roadies about Jesus. And they're these yeah. educated people who didn't have their parents and every authority figure in their life growing up saying, don't look at other other things, only look at this. And what was that experience like and how did it lead to the to the podcast? It's like have you
1: ever been booed off stage before?
0: I've bombed doing stand-up, so I know. There what it's you go. Like. That's yeah, exactly
1: yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like that constantly, but in a more tragic, humiliating, and completely frightening way because they've just shattered your paradigm of how the universe is put together, right? Oh, and
0: Oh, I know exactly what you're saying.
1: Right? Because how I grew up, everyone believed the same thing. In fact, I didn't even meet a non-Christian until I was 18 and got a job at Starbucks. Yeah, I'd never met a non-Christian, so now you're around these other guys, and you obviously respect them, right? You've seen them in magazines and shit, and they bring up the best point ever to an argument you've been saying. And right. like, that you, you no came in so
0: confident with because every other time that you've ever said this, everybody else who believes what you believe were like, yeah, man, look at this guy. Yeah. He's really smart and he knows his stuff. So you went into... The, it was like going into the ring with Tyson because you have played Punch-Out on Nintendo. <laughs> Getting humiliated.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I am familiar. Yeah, and- <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. Yeah. And like but the cool part was, though, is I don't know. For some reason, I still gravitate towards it and I'm still fascinated by it. And like, you know, when you grow up thinking the Bible is inerrant, and then you start reading scholars who study the Bible, people who read the ancient text. I can't rem- I mess up their names because I'm a Well, they don't know the Mills. Holy Spirit
0: life. So. Yeah right exactly.
1: Let me move the goalpost uh, so it fits me. I'm not a narcissist. Uh, no, I. Amen, brother. Their
0: their words have been influenced by dark spirits. It, it, I our almost our got battle there. is not of flesh and blood lay but of
1: principalities. <sighs> darkness yes my friend when
0: i was when i first got into cannabis and as i've said it made everything better i started i was like hmm i wonder if it's what's been missing from church for me all along because like a hundred percent cannabis made this make sense or made that make sense which never ever made sense for me internally or in my head or my heart or whatever and it was like maybe if i go to church high whatever has always clicked for all of these people that I went to high school with and like all this, whatever it is, the people I served on stage as a worship leader with, whatever's clicked for them is going to click for me. Did it? And so I went, I didn't get like outrageously stoned or anything, but I got high and I went to one church service. I was late. And so I went and I was like, okay, this is, uh, I had an experience, and then I went to a second church service and had very much the same experience. It was a different church. It was the church that my grandfather was a pastor of for 40 years before he retired. Whoa. And it was the same experience, and both of them were extremely negative. I was even more put off from church. Cannabis helped me realize that from the moment you step foot into the door, everything that you encounter in an American church is manipulation to make you feel yes. a certain thing and react a certain certain way instead of Mm -hmm. just letting what happens happen they try to put their hands on you from the moment you're in the door to shape your experience to what they want it to be to get what they want from you it's not about what you can get from them it is about what they want to get from you that was a tough realization dude and you're a worship leader so that's why they put it up front that gets everyone
1: hypnotized that gets you all on the same page isn't that part of the feeling is that connection and that's i mean unfortunately you know being objective and realizing i'm such a fanboy of the fucking Bible and I just keep reading it all the time and like because I thought I was kind of like a rebellious like
0: (laughs) well yeah Uh, so I'm like (laughs) <laughs> you're having these conversations with people that are that are kind of like taking your points and just like as the bible says about babies dashing them against the rocks right and so <laughs> i love songs. And so so you're <laughs> right so you're slowly being brought out of this and and i imagine like you said for 10 years have slowly been like i've formulating this idea for this something because like, i'm sure early stages it wasn't a podcast on the internet it was just like an idea to talk to people about it but eventually it becomes this idea that it's like okay okay, I don't really believe this anymore, but I am just like intrinsically attached to it at my very soul, at the core of my being. And I love weed. Mm -hmm. So let's do this show. How does that happen? (laughs) So
1: (laughs) I had like a weed is makes you think a little differently. Right. And it's the weirdest thing I've noticed with my Christian friend, they start like asking more questions. But then they also like,
0: stop going to church. Right. That's the other big reason the church is afraid of it. We're getting further away. Okay. So you're Oh yeah, in green so rooms, the podcast. having all these. <laughs> all yeah, these- so the podcast comes
1: about by, uh, after all these green rooms, I'm kind of in a low spot and legitimately lost my faith, essentially. Because of your and I's interaction with the church, you watch people abuse the Bible all the time, but you actually know what the, because you read it all the time. You're like, that's just not what it says. You know, and like take this hit of weed in my back room in this tiny little town up in Washington. And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast called Let's Get High and Read the Bible. (laughs) And um, it was just to like my girlfriend at the time and my buddy that was there with me. And they thought I was fucking stupid. Faith for me was still like, I wouldn't even talk about it. That was kind of the phase. Sure. I didn't believe in anymore. I didn't act it out, but I wouldn't talk about it at all. I wouldn't say anything disrespectful, you know? Right. I wouldn't say, you know, yeah. And so uh, it took me like a long ass time to get it going. And then lo and behold, the pandemic happened. and, And, you know, I went the longest time I've ever gone since I was 18 without playing a show, which was three weeks. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So I I tried, I started, I started, and so I started having random friends come on and it was just like awful. It was so rough. The Bible is such a triggering thing for humans, right? It's like, right. I started realizing that most people got all of their information from a pastor and then they just believed it. Unfortunately, they don't want to admit that it's a dogma. If admitting that's wrong, then they weren't smart enough to go look it up. Right. right. And so it right. becomes this personal attack. And so it's like, I, I was trying to do it for like a and just every episode is just like you know or i would get it someone who's too logical
0: i think part like part of the charm of your show is you got to find people who can take that cuz that's a great concept but if you can't riff and like make jokes and make insightful points all surrounding that concept then that becomes hard so how do you how do you land on jeff redding to be your co-host uh, to to be the guy that helps you riff on these horrible concepts from the bible
1: redding was in this fun spot where like i had uh, seen him perform with duff in my small town right next to the starbucks i worked at and again i'm at the spot where like i had heard guns N' roses for the first time i'm 18 years old in this record store so it's so weird because i saw them play and then all of a sudden when i was playing in bands years later they came to one of the shows all of them and redding saw me and he just came over he's like what are you doing just grabbed me and pulled me over into their little social click <laughs> and it was the weird and i think you know i i think about it very often like what would have happened if they didn't just do that right you know and so yeah, what a connection yeah you know well and then again maybe people's motives are different because i never really cared i was never trying i'm never trying i still am i'm not really trying to be famous right i just like really deep cool weird shit like my friends were making albums that i thought were better than everyone's and i was like oh man i will do anything to be a part of this you know and then when you when you have that motive you get that click people that vulnerability i guess it goes deeper than that so you'll sit there and talk about the craziest shit in life you know <laughs> and so Redding and i have been essentially doing this for about 20 years because whenever we were home he was in different bands and stuff too right so whenever we'd be home from tours we would just meet up and have coffees that's what we called it but coffees were three and a half hours of us doing exactly what you and me are doing during the pandemic was finally about the time that I, uh, you know I'd, we broke the la thing and went down and hung out with him and i just <laughs> like told him the idea and he's like that's fucking awesome and you know like ready you know like if it's not he'll be like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard you know he'll right. like he'll tell you so i was like really
0: yeah dude that it's always the best feeling when you find a partner who not only shares your vision but wants to help and encourage you to go after it i have just listen it feels like i maybe this is too much to say but it feels like friends. meeting a brother. Like it just is like, <laughs> like. I I hate like I love and hate Zoom because like I would love to end this with like a hug because it just feels like that kind of connection, you know.
1: <laughs> I agree, man. but I unfortunately, it
0: right. all good things must come to an end. Not that we're never going to talk again, but the episode I already is... smoked
1: all that weed.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's thing. the thing. One last time, where can people find you? Where's the like wh- any podcast player out there is going to have you? Yeah, they just Spotify, search for
1: YouTube, TikTok seems to be nice to us. We get to interact with a lot of people on there, uh, in, and Instagram, Facebook, all Let's Get High and Read the Bible.
0: And, and listeners, you can check our, our show notes. I love making it easy for you guys to be able to just click a link and take you straight to where you want to go. So I'll, I'll link their show, I'll link all their socials, and wherever you can find Let's Get High and Read the Bible, genius. you can find it. I don't know if I'm a genius, but uh, just, I'm at least already, a gracious we, we, we host. We crossed that bridge. You know? <laughs> we, we crossed that bridge a long time ago. <laughs> so, hey, listeners, I know that normally you're used to me being alone and just outroing the show but again i'm trying to mix it up and see what works so if you like this please let me know you can reach out to me on instagram at high friends that's the best place to reach me if you want to check us out there you can leave us a rating and a review go check out let's get high and read the bible because it's fun and if you enjoyed this conversation <laughs> you will enjoy that show thanks for tuning in tune into the next episode leif thank you for coming on it's, it's oh, just been such heavy, a, a fun fun conversation it. oh yeah it was the best right that's right. That's right. All right, listeners, I'll catch you next time. And next time, we're talking to another pharmacist about weed. Specifically, we're going to be talking about terpenes and what they mean for you and your body and, most importantly, your high. We'll catch you next time. time friends. High Friends is a production of Mortarbox Media. Well, I'd say that was a pretty fun conversation. Uh if you say so. Think you guys could have stayed on topic more? Hey, uh, we tried. Yeah, well. Time to end, friends. I'm-